This show is a part of the Versus the Universe Network. For more information on Versus the Universe, go to versustheuniverse.com. That's vstheuniverse.com. I am going to sing a little theme to you, and I want you to guess what it is. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Ready? Sonic the Hedgehog. No, no. no. Okay. <laughs> I'll try what? again. I'll try it again. It would be amazing. All right. Yeah. Dun, 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 Donkey Kong. What the? Wait, really? <laughs> no, you, no, you're screwing with me. You know it's not Donkey Kong. All right, Kong. try it again. All right, I'm going to do a different song from the same, like, brand, and I want, and, and, and you'll get it. Okay. All right. Do 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 The Simpsons arcade. Are you fucking kidding me? Listen, what? You're killing me. You are putting a sword into my soul right now. Do you 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 know what it is? What kind of a sword am I putting into your soul? Is it is it a Hyrulean blade? Yes, it is, is it a, a master sword. It's a master sword. Liz, yes. Ugh. <laughs> oh my god. Legend of Zelda came out this week, and I've been playing it quite a bit. Yeah, you have. The Breath of the Wild, best Zelda game I've ever played. Yeah, I'm really pumped to get further into it. So I've only played a very small amount because I am fully deeply majestically immersed majestically majestically immersed into horizon zero dawn Man, that game looks like some hot shit that looks great oh my god it's so good it looks so it's awesome. amazing yeah it's so good it's so cool that we are playing we are both playing single player games right now that like look hot as hell and are kind of similar you, like, you use the term hot to describe games in a way that i never would think to um well if you saw some of the stuff i'm pulling in breath of the wild the new legend of zelda game you'd be like that's hot i feel like if i said that's some hot shit to someone they would be like do i get rid of it fine that is some finely manufactured and engineered gameplay yeah, yeah. that's what i like but horizon zero dawn <laughs> It looks it's exquisite. Beautiful. The story is awesome. Mm-hmm. The characters are great. Mm-hmm. I just, ah, I want to play it right now. Yeah. Well, we're gonna get to that. So um, we're just gonna cancel the podcast. Yeah. So sorry, guys. We both got Nintendo Switches this week. We did. But so yeah, we. You know, I think we have basically every launch game for the Switch. We of course have Legend of Zelda. We have One Two Switch, Shovel Knight, Fast RMX. But there's a co-op game that we're gonna be talking about on this episode. A little there game is. called A Snipper Clips. Cut it out. It's just called Snipper Clips. No, it's there's called no, Snipper Clips. There's no uh. A Snipper Clips. It's called. Called A Snipper Clips. A uh, Snipper Clips colon. Cut it out together. I didn't know that. Well, yeah, it says it on the title screen, so I have to imagine that's part of the title. Right. I'll have to revise my notebook page. Oh, no, yeah, you should just tear that down and rewrite a whole new one. Rip. Okay. Thanks, Robin. Hey, should we uh, should we start the episode? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's do it. Clink and good job. Here we go. Welcome to the Cooperatives Podcast with the real-life human couple, Liz and Aaron. Where and we, our Switch children. And our Switch gang, uh, where we discuss the joys and sorrows of cooperative gaming with a significant other. We're definitely not robots. We are a human couple. And mm-hmm. today, we are talking about 
uh, a little game called Snipper Clips, cut it out together by SFB Games. Liz, oh, the Switch is out. The Switch is out. How do you like it so far? It's good, as we discussed a little in our pre-show mm-hmm. jabber. Yeah. Uh, I have been devoting most of my time and energy in the last week to a PlayStation 4 game still. <laughs> but um, the, the hour or so that I've spent with my Switch was wonderful, and I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like as a new device, it's really more of a portable than like a console. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm... I. The screen is a lot nicer than I expected. Way I nicer. this is I also I mean, I haven't had my own handheld device. My last handheld device was a Game Boy Color. Which uh, that's no joke. The Game Boy Color had it a was lot of good games. Fantastic. But you might recall that when we were talking about getting this, I was like, Hey, do you think it's gonna be backlit? Because like <laughs> uh, I had I was a huge fan of Game Gear, the yeah, Sega yeah. Game Gear. And I w- remember always being so upset when I was younger that the uh, Game Boy still seemed to be kicking its butt. And I yeah. was like, the Game Gear is leagues ahead. It is years ahead of its time. It has a backlit screen. It had a killer Sonic game. Oh, it was so good. It had yeah. so many good games. So Well, well so like, you know, it, it's interesting because the Switch is such a, an interesting system. It's meant to be played pretty much wherever. And it's built for co-op. And when the Switch was announced, I was like, this is great. We can play Mario Kart wherever we want. And at launch, there's one co-op game. Yeah. That it's really like the only co-op game. Like 1-2-Switch is competitive and Fast RMX is competitive and Shovel Knight is, you know, an, an indie game that I've been playing single player for years. But the game we're talking about, Snipper Clips. Snipper Clips. What a cute name. It is a cute name. I'm curious how they came up with it. Like it sounds... It's not entirely descriptive. I guess it is, but... Yeah, like the name Shovel Knight describes exactly who you right. are. Um, well, well so, so let me drop some knowledge on you. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. So, so Snipper Clips, it's an indie game by SFB Games. I didn't know it was indie. Yeah. That's cool. So uh, it was actually... It's the idea of two brothers. It's Adam and Tom Vian. And so they kind of pitched it to Nintendo. Nintendo took it over, gave them some ideas, and uh, they made it a launch title for the Switch. But it's a very small team. It's the Vion brothers. Uh, Dan Gallagher was one of the programmers, and the artist was Catherine Unger. But, like, it's a pretty small team. Yeah, what like, a coup for them to be a launch title. Right? And and you said the name Snipper Clips is not really that descriptive of what you do in the game. It I mean, used to be called... Hold up, hold up. It used to be called Friend Shapes. Oh. I know. That's a weird name, right? Yeah. I mean, I actually think friend shapes almost makes I actually I kind of like that's a it's a pun on friendships. Yeah. I think that I almost like that better. Snipper clips is interesting. It has a it has an interesting sound. Mm-hmm. And you are it, it, It's fun to say. Like snipper clips is a very fun thing to say. Right. Friend shapes is fun, but like Snipper clips, like snipper clips. It's sexier than friend shapes. Oh wow, are we gonna get? Okay, so on a scale of one to five, how sexy is the name friend shapes? It's not. It's not sexy. All right, so on a scale of one to five, how sexy is the name snippet clips? Probably like a twenty-seven. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, Liz, like, it what kind do of you... <laughs> it kind of makes me think of the like paperclip helper from Microsoft Word, though. Oh, I see. You were trying to make a co-op game. Can I help you there? Like one of those. Clip, clip. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, you do snip. You do snip in this game. You. But I don't do want to be misleading. Yeah. You definitely clip, but it's more of a snip. 
Yeah, like it almost seems like it should be called Snip or Clips. Snip or oh god, we Snip gotta or sell clips. this. Let's go to Nintendo. Let's let's just go. have them relaunch the whole thing. Yeah, I mean they didn't really seem like they knew what they were launching a system anyway. But uh, right. Liz, what what do you do in Snip or Clips? What what's the grand story of Snip or Clips? <laughs> well, there isn't a story so much. Um, and maybe this is where clips come from, <laughs> but there's there's not really any story at all. It's it's a puzzle game mm-hmm. basically, and you have each person represents like a little character that is, um, I don't know, shaped kind of like the bullets in Mario. Yeah, the, like bullet cannon. Like, thing. Imagine if you took Bullet Bill and put him vertical. You're like that exact shape. Yeah, and those are, I, I don't know if it's like a cute thing that they decided to do. Ostensibly, it's like kind of represents the shape of a Joy-Con. You look like a very small test tube. Uh, yeah, but they, remember at the beginning, it was like, it like converted a picture of a Joy-Cons yeah. into it. Well, so so for those of us not joining uh, the whole Switch revolution, the Joy-Con is the controller that we were using, and they hook on to the edges of the Nintendo right. Switch. And I mean... Speaking of names that may or may not be amazing, Joy-Con is not great. But I mean, it's really not amazing. It definitely sounds like the name of a vibrator. Well. And it is a small vibrating object. It has 3D rumble. It, it has HD 3D rumble. This is like, I've seen things advertised that way, like on Pornhub mm-hmm. also. Um, That's a different podcast. It is a different podcast. Tune in on Wednesdays for the Joy-Con Pornhub podcast. <laughs> Joy-Con Pornhub. Um, but yeah, so, so you're trying to solve a series of puzzles and you do it by like cutting each other into different shapes Mm -hmm. to help like move things or like rotate gears or whatever. You cut each other by overlapping. Mm -hmm. So like the point where you overlap, then you can cut somebody. So like if, if my character overlapped you and made your character look like an L shape, if I cut you, you would be in an L shape for the rest of that stage. Well, yeah, I mean, you, at any time you can, like, rebuild yourself, because mm-hmm. sometimes that's sort of the point, but, yeah, that's, like, basically it. There's a variety of different types of puzzles, so there's ones where you just have to cut yourselves into shapes to, like, fit into a dotted line area, and then there's ones where, like, a ball drops out of the ceiling and you have to get it into a basket. Oh, my God, that freaking basket one. Yeah. You know what? I, I have a few clips of us playing. I'm just going to play one of the clips here, because... We had a lot of fun with, with like specific stages of this game. I just want to play it. All right. All right. Here we go. Yeah. Here we go. Tell me when to tiptoe. I will. <laughs> okay. Now? No. Now? Oh, my God. Now. Is... Now do it. Now tilt. Tilt to the left. Okay. Yeah. Woo. We did it. I did, we it. did it. You did it. You did it. I'm going to murder you. good so that clip shows you need to be in constant communication about what's happening because if you're not you could cause your partner to be angry or just frustrated (laughs) but it's a playful frustration like there's a lot of different levels in this game and i think we played about 20 yeah give or take we got through a lot of them i mean and i think most of them we got through pretty quickly yeah there's there's a few stages that are very intuitive and are very easy to figure out what to do and you can work together to figure out a solution. But there's some others that aren't as intuitive. They're still fun, but right. it requires a little bit more heavy lifting on yeah. both players' It gets parts. to where you have to start like 
pushing buttons and moving stuff and it gets complicated. Ugh, pushing buttons. I know. Woof. But yeah, a lot of it requires some uh, mental heavy lifting from both parties. But overall, pretty fun. Like yeah, like it takes it takes a very interesting concept. It's pretty novel, and they're able to stretch it out for, you know, however many levels are in the game. We only played like twenty or twenty five, but I'm it was new every how time. How many there are? Yeah. There's definitely a few hours worth of play in there. We played for like ninety minutes, mm-hmm. and um. We, we eventually hit a point where we said, we're good with this for now. Yeah. But I, think, I would not be unhappy to return to it. No, I wouldn't be unhappy to return to it. Um, I For me, I think it is easy to sort of hit a wall a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it is interesting. It's, it's interesting as a co-op because I think it does have this problem that a lot of co-op games have or can have. Oh, yeah. Where one person ends up having to like run the show for a level or one person is basically a prop like because you can't always both be doing something and so you are legitimately turning people into props in the game exactly right and that's fine and it's fun but i think that you have to be careful about like rotating back and forth so that one person doesn't kind of repeatedly get stuck in that position sure. um you could overturn it definitely by taking turns also i think if you were like playing in a bigger group and rotating in that would be more fun in some ways because instead it gets like a little bit repetitive. So you kind of picture like maybe there's a group of people and you keep passing off the Joy-Con to other people to solve puzzles. Yeah, hmm. that might be fun, I think. I don't know how fun it would be to watch. I think it would be like at least a little bit fun, but it's the kind of thing where people will be shouting directions at you, sure. basically. Yeah, and I, I think that's a good point. There were some parts where when we played levels, I was like, oh, we just have to do this, and we would give and take on directions but i can imagine if you had like a whole crowd of people shouting directions at you you might not dig it yeah and it's not the same as like overcooked which which is also coming to the switch oh really yeah fun i know um but overcooked is similar in the sense that it can be like technically repetitive tasks Mm -hmm. but both people are doing so much i think the whole time that you don't run into that same issue of one person ends up just giving directions and the other person ends up just kind of like receiving directions mm-hmm. and not participating as fully. And I don't know. I, I don't know if it's because we because I didn't feel that way really at the beginning. I think it's just sort of the longer you play. Like I think 90 minutes was a lot. Yeah, it it's seemed like kind of a long session for this type of game because there right. were a few moments where I felt we both kind of burnt out. Yeah. And, and like we like the game, but this type of gameplay for more than an hour at a time is maybe a little bit more than we want. Yeah. Well, especially like there's this one series of puzzles the where there's eggs? like an egg oh, and it like boy. basically you have to rotate these things to get the egg to fall into a specific basket. Which and, is like, a, it's a cool idea. It's a novel concept. Right. But it's, it was difficult and it was very frustrating because they kept breaking. And I think we both just kind of were like, okay, I'm done with this level now like you know like and and like every every level that you encounter typically has a tutorial level that teaches you kind of how to operate within a certain type of stage then there's two or three stages that iterate on that and teach you how to use those abilities in new ways and succeed but the egg levels they just kind of come out of nowhere yeah and it's like i don't know what to do here right i think the cutting the ones that are just like those ones are more sort of like 
movement and that kind of strategy Mm -hmm. i think the ones that focus more on the cutting part which is the most innovative part of the game i think those ones are more fun yeah where the one where you made me into a gear was awesome and and that was one level where i was happy to kind of sit back and operate and just have like you work through your thought process but i want to see more of that yeah well and then like even after you became a gear then it was like all down to you like you were the it wasn't like one person had all the ideas and then did everything and then it was done like it had to be both Mm -hmm. but there's there's also a couple where you like have to clear this pathway by cutting for Mm -hmm. this little princess doll and i liked those too those were fun it it was a welcome change of pace because it was just so different than what we had encountered before. Yeah, but I think in like 30 to 45 minute increments, it's a really fun game. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I kind of came into this podcast like, I really like this game. I think we should have stopped in an hour because I think it's really cool. Yeah. And and just seeing how innovative this type of game is, I think, um, I think that these designers could make something really amazing on like a full-scale story-based game one day yeah like if it was some of the puzzles are just difficult to do sometimes with two people because they were they're the the challenging kind of puzzles that require a lot of sort of spatial configuration Mm -hmm. and those are the kinds that also can be the most frustrating when you're testing theories out Mm -hmm. so to do that with two people is just sometimes challenging but that kind of stuff in the context of a greater like story-based game would be really fun. My my mind kept going towards the mechanic in the game is you are cutting somebody else in order to have them serve a purpose and you yeah. are you are shrinking your person to fulfill a need. And thematically I think there's a lot of interesting things that you could do with that that if you applied it towards a story-based game in a really thematic way it could be very powerful. Yeah. Um that being said, uh SFB Games is primarily known for iOS and Android games. If they're looking to make their way into like a console market, I think this could be like using this mechanic could be great. For yeah. Them. And I mean, it does have that feeling. That's interesting that they do a lot of app games be, or because it it has that simplicity that an app based game mm-hmm. has and without like the big through line, like there's not even a sort of cursory through line the way there is with um there's nothing it's just like here's a puzzle go for it yeah like what was the game that we played the other week where lovers in a dangerous space time. yeah there's, there's like, like a, a story yeah. but it's sort of just like or like similar to pac-man there's uh-huh. like a story between the levels right this doesn't have any of that no it's literally just playing the puzzles which and that might be part of why you can hit sort of a wall time wise because there's nothing really driving you forward if you get to a place where it's difficult to move forward you're kind of like okay maybe i should just take a break yeah. which is fine yeah not every game needs a needs a huge story and this is not that type of game but let's go back to the aesthetic of the game because everything about this game screams arts and crafts and yeah, I think that's really cool. Right, it's supposed to kind of look like doodles in a notebook, partially. Yeah, it's, so there's it's like, like rulers, and there's then a like, graph paper background. Yeah, and like a lot of the objects that you're interac- interacting with are like presents, or it looks like someone doodled something and brought it to life. Right. Yeah, I really do. I'm glad we're talking about this because I do love the aesthetic. It's cute. Um. Yeah, and I think it works really well. Like it fits in with the idea that you're like cutting these paper people Mm -hmm. you know paper figures into what you need them to be although it is really weird i'm sure we have a clip of it and if we have it i'll play it soon where 
you would just hear each other yell, cut me, cut me. And Wait, like, really? I didn't hear it. We would, no, we would yell oh. that. Oh my God. Can you imagine <laughs> these like little cartoon guys just like yelling that? Well, speaking of the little cartoon guys, so they're just these like little bullet shaped figures gonna with say like little like stick heads and, or little stick yeah. arms and stick legs. But they have these like ridiculous expressions. And I realized partway through that it reminds me of SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah. Um, where there's just like a lot of open space and then like this very small, very expressive face kind of in the middle. And they make the weirdest expressions. Really weird. It like, <laughs> well, for, for the whole beginning, we kept being like, it looks like we're pooping. But I'm sure we have a move, clip of that. It looks like pooping. I'm sure we have a clip of us just saying it looks like they're pooping. Yeah. I'm going to play that right now. <laughs> Fine, I'll go over here and I'll poop. God. Oh, I see. We're pooping together. Well, we're pooping separately, we're pooping but... pooping and towing. Yeah, we're pooping in tandem. Yep. Yeah. Pooping all right. Pooping. I mean, and, and you know... That's fine. It's fun. And maybe that's just our like Maybe that's us. Maybe other people humor. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's other our people problem. are like no, they're obviously not pooping. They make they're these, not they, doing like that. every time they have to squat, they make these really weird faces and yeah. then when they overlap, they like giggle. It's kind of yeah, weird. Yeah. It's weird. I was like, what are they doing? Yeah. But I mean, it makes it fun and funny. It's cute. Yeah. Yeah. Like like I I I hate when people describe something as cute. Because that seems like it's dismissive, but the game is very cute. Like it's yeah, I think it's, it's intentional and cute. Yeah, it's adorable, and I I think that SFB Games did a really good job of making this one family friendly because Nintendo is first and foremost a family device. Right. Two accessible, and three just fun. Like we giggled a shit ton playing right. just because of what was happening on screen. Yeah, and the family friendly part is a is a really good point. I think that there's a lot to be said for kind of working on problem-solving skills with, mm-hmm. like, a younger child or yeah. a sibling or whatever um, because there is a, you know, there's room to discuss it. And we are both the kind of people who just, like, want to beat the level. And so we don't, like, we weren't, like, sitting there and strategizing before we did anything. Um, I don't know. I, I think I think yes and no. I think you're the type of person that wants to beat the level but I'm the kind of kind of person that like likes to fuck around a little bit more. Well, yeah, you do. But but there <laughs> there comes a point where like as soon as I cross that mark, I'm like, all right, let's do this. Let's be let's just do yeah. it. Yeah. There was definitely there were a few times when you were just like, I'm gonna cut you up. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what to do here. I'm just gonna obliterate you. Right. That was fun. Which you loved. Yeah. You were. I can. You were very happy. I'm always happy with you. Wow. What? Liz, how do we think the co-op works in this game? Well, I think we've been talking about it. Um, I guess I brought that up a little bit early. But the, to me, there's like not a lot to talk about besides the co-op element. And yeah, I think it, it has some positives. In like, like we were saying, there's a way to sort of have a discussion if you want. If, if both people are willing to like take a chill pill before they do anything you can like talk to somebody about how to problem solve through it it's not possible to do with just one person because you still have the two like you'd have to have two people doing it at least because you need the two characters to make a lot of this stuff work i i do think that there is that potential for a problem where one person ends up being used as a prop a lot or one person 
kind of just says what they're going to do and then that's kind of takes over. Yeah, there were definitely a few times where I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to pop this thing. And I was like, oh, I'm overriding. Yeah, or I mean, that happened to both of us just because with this type of puzzle specifically, you have an idea and you're like, I just want to execute it, right? Yeah, and there's nothing stopping you from doing it. Right. Except for the other person saying no. <laughs> yeah. You actually, you actually touched on something that I think might be interesting. This game is like a problem-solving tool. It might be cool if like they show you a level and say, this is what you're supposed to do. Now do it. Because there were a few levels where we obviously had no idea what the mechanics were or what the end goal was. But if, if somebody said, you want to get this to here by making a bridge. And we just said, oh, a bridge. There's... This See, is a game that has a lot of different solutions to one problem. I actually, but I actually liked those ones where we didn't know. Like there's that, uh, like one where you're trying to get fish out of a fish tank, basically. And it took a little while before we were like, oh, one of us can get in the fish tank and like push them out. We were just thinking. A sentence in any other context would be very odd. It's just kind of our normal life, though. Yeah, we um, just like jumping in the fish tanks. Totally. So... I like that part about it. To me, that is the that's the like problem solving, mm-hmm. like cool stuff. But we hit because of the way that the game was progressing. Like it, you get those harder levels the further on you go, and we started hitting those after we had started to burn out a little bit too. A so little I, bit. I think we were both like, Ugh, "What do we do here?" <laughs> <laughs> what a great noise! Which brings me to I made a note. This made some weird noises. Oh um, no! You made some noises during this game. Just either laughing or being frustrated that I've never heard before. And I was like, that's good to know. It's like, you know, when you are um, engaging in martial arts and you like you do. Yeah, right. People do that. And um, you have to release like in Taekwondo, it's called a kia. Like when you punch, you got to go. Yeah, right. So I have that, but like for puzzles. (laughs) (laughs) And I just, I have to release the energy. If Liz plays a crossword and she starts like yelling, you know why. Plays a crossword. Plays a crossword. Four down. Ah! Yeah. Like that. Oh, I'm going to I'm gonna take that out. You I'm going to soundbite it. That's going to be my new text alert for you. Oh, no. Four down. <laughs> um, my Howard Dean scream. Oh, geez. Uh, we're getting political here on Cooperative Spot. We, we usually talk about what we learned about each other. This game didn't necessarily teach me anything new, but it's definitely a good game in the stable of co-op games. And I think as far as the Nintendo Switch goes, if, if you haven't played many co-op games before, this would be... Like a jewel. It's like a jewel for the launch lineup. It's a very competent, yeah. very good game. Um, but I didn't learn anything necessarily especially new about you during this. I I feel like... I, I don't... This isn't like something I learned, but it was demonstrated from when we were playing this, that we both have good ideas, and I was happy about <laughs> that. But it it is sort of... All, it's like actually a visual representation of how we approach problem solving differently oh interesting um and i thought that was kind of cool and that it would like there were a couple times when i was like well this thing just can't work and you were like well i think that we should do it and it would totally work and i'd be like well (laughs) ate those words i mean that happened a couple of times oh there was the one time where where we were playing the egg one and I was like, no, we just want to turn it this way. Like that won't work. Yeah. And then the next time it worked and you were like, God damn it. I was graciously just skimming across that and you now you had to spell it <laughs> I out. I thought it was cute. It was uh, fun. But, but I, I think the right. same thing happened with me a couple of times where like the, the gear thing, yep. there, there was like a, a, 
problem where you had to figure out how to turn a gear and I just immediately was like, oh, I have to cut you into a gear and then you have to rotate. Um, so it, it was cool to sort of see how we both approached things differently. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it would. And, and I'm glad, I think we both kind of hit the wall around the same time, which is just sort of nice to realize that that we're both sort of on the same page with that. Like there it would have kind of sucked if one of us was way ahead of the other on that. There was a moment where I said, let's play in, let's play for another 20 minutes. And then 10 minutes later I was done yeah. And I looked over and I'm like, you are too. Yeah. I guess I didn't specifically learn anything new, but it reinforced to go with my gut on certain stuff. Like, yeah. Like that. But it is definitely a great game. It's like, super it's, fun. It's a really interesting, different kind of game. It was cool because this is, you know, part of this is just tied into what the Switch is, but you've got these Joy-Con controllers, which is probably redundant, but... um the way it works is that they slide onto the little screen to form like a Game Gear shaped thing. You love That's this game That's just the gear. way that my mind you is. You just love the Game Gear. I mean, I don't. The Nintendo has never had a system that was shaped quite like that before, have uh, they? The Game Boy Advance, but that's like oh, that's arguable. Yeah, and it was smaller. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is right. this honestly does look like a giant Game Gear. A little. I mean, it's thinner than the Game Gear is, and obviously, like, even The Game more Gear powerful. could have been used as a weapon. It was, it was like a freaking brick. It was great. And, um, but so you take those Joy-Cons off the side, and then you click, you clip another thing onto it, and then each one becomes a separate controller mm-hmm. for, the, for the purposes of this game, which is really interesting, and for a lot of the games that they have. Um, so that part was a little funny in terms of both of our controllers were styled a little differently because I was using actually like the right one and you were using actually the left one, but yeah. then you turn it horizontally. So it's similar, but like the spacing is not the same as it would be if both controllers were just meant to only be played that way. Um, I have pretty small hands and you have really giant hands. I have gigantic it, hands. I'm a gorilla. fine. Like both of us, it fit. Yeah. fine right like you don't have a problem holding the controller i was very worried that the joy con yeah. would be like mini school in my hands but no it it, it works fine and and I, I feel like i've seen a lot of haters online say oh well i need to use a an actual dual shock controller i'm like no you're, you're gonna be fine especially yeah. for a game like snipper clips there's a little bit of precision but it's not you're, you're not sniping dudes no scoping right. across the map. You're going to be fine. And and so, the, right, there is a little bit of precision, and there were definitely a few times, because it's a little different from a regular controller, like it's a, it's a tiny bit like the old like SNES controller, but since they're both off a little bit, like the buttons aren't totally centered in the same mm-hmm. way, so it's not quite as like intuitive in the sense that I can just do stuff without looking down. Like sometimes I'd be like, I don't know actually what finger, like what button I have my hand on right now. Liz took a lot of screenshots with the capture tool, which the capture tool on the switch is superb. I love it, but I'll be taking a lot of those images and putting them on our Facebook page. Yeah. Um, I took a lot of those. What you were going to say is accidentally (laughs) because I thought I was pressing a different button. And it's interesting because the capture tool is only on my controller because I have that. Right? It's like kind of funny. And also the, the, the amiibo reader is only on your controller. I just have the superior controller. Uh, yeah, no, that's that's real. But I have the home key, so I'm yeah. the only one that can exit the game. Right. Um, oh, it's it requires cooperation even to <laughs> use. Yeah. Liz, um I was thinking about this. 
I don't think that Snipper Clips is a great first date game, but I think it's a good game for people that are already in relationships. Yeah. Because I, I would not want to play this on a first date and kind of get frustrated in front of somebody that I'm trying to woo. But to, to who? To who? <laughs> what? Is uh, there an H in there? A who? Yeah. Like John Who? No, that's just a you. No, man. that's a me. Um, <laughs> uh, I would not want to play this on a first date because I feel like if you get frustrated, it might not be a good scene. <laughs> but it's uh, not a good look for a first date. No, it really isn't. But. But I feel like this would be a really good game for couples, for families. I would love to play this with my nephew and kind of like see how he approaches problem solving. Um, he might also get frustrated and throw the controller across yeah. the room. Yeah, well, there's Not straps. Specifically, there's but straps like, on the Joy-Con, so yeah. if he throws it, it'll come back and hit yeah. him in the eye. Um, but yeah, what, what do you think? I agree. I mean, I think there are a bunch of reasons why it would be sort of a weird idea for a first date but <laughs> hey we met at this bar i brought my nintendo switch why don't i kick up the kickstand right. and just get grooving i, on I this. guess that is kind of part of what their marketing is trying to get at that you could hey you know what there's probably someone in junior high or high school for whom this would be a great first date i'm just saying like it's probably a great first date for somebody but for 99 percent of cases i don't think it's a first date game but it is a great We've been going out for a while now. Let's play. Yeah, it's a it's a passing the time, hanging out game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. One thing about this game is it's not, I don't think, a full like sixty dollar game, no. right? And, no, no. And I think it's like twenty. It was twenty bucks. Yeah, which which you know we talk about from time to time. I think that does make a difference in terms of what you're expecting and yeah. how willing you should be to kind of experiment with something. Like twenty bucks to us is going to be. T- something different to you or yeah. to the person that you sit next to. But $20 for a game like this, I think is a pretty reasonable price. Mm-hmm. And if Nintendo is smart, they're going to start pricing aggressively and having sales a lot like Xbox, Steam, and PlayStation right. Network has. So if you can pick this up for 20 or less, I think I think you're in a good spot. And yeah. uh, you don't need anything else other than what comes in the Nintendo Switch console box. So you won't be forced into buying accessories or anything. You've right. got two Joy-Cons out of the box. You don't need to buy anything No, additional. like, special Bluetooth scissors that you can use to, to Some special the edition <laughs> sniffer clip scissors. Somebody out there is buying that. You never know. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I, think, I think overall this is a fantastic game for the Nintendo Switch launch. And also the Nintendo Switch just kind of, like, it's really good for co-op. And I'm excited to see what happens in the next six to nine months in yeah. terms of their game library. I Right. It, you mentioned this earlier, and I think it is kind of interesting that their whole, like, for lack of a better word, gimmick with this was, you know, it's it's called a switch because you can switch from having it hooked up to your TV and then you easily just grab it and you take it with you. And, and yes, we know that switch is... Right, a, whatever. So many different but so, terms, but whatever. So they they had, you know, like in their advertisements, it was people like sitting around with their different switches all in a row or at a table. Mm-hmm. And then they're all playing like Mario Kart or something together on their different screen, which I think is a really cool concept. But then they didn't launch with any games that facilitate that. Right. So we'll we'll have to wait and see. Maybe we'll do like a little follow up or like a mini episode on on co-oping with the switch later i do know that uh cooperatives hall of fame game overcooked is coming to the switch i am super pumped i'm double dipping on that game i love that game double dipping 
I can't wait. It's so much fun. Yeah. Uh, well, and that would be interesting too if it was the case where we could like both have it on our individual that yep. you know, like it's a little bit what they were kind of trying to get at with the Wii U with the one person who has that crazy controller. It's yeah. it sort of resembles that in a lot of ways. It's not as big and heavy. So yeah, kind of curious to see where they go with it, but this is definitely a really good look for the launch. And definitely has the best Zelda game of all time. Oh, this, the Switch does, yeah. Holy shit, don't sleep on Breath of the Wild. It's so good, I keep thinking about it. Uh, Liz, what do you say we take a trip down to the credits department? Oh, why don't we? Let's do it. All right. This podcast is produced every other week for your enjoyment. Come back often and feel free to add the Cooperatives podcast to your favorite podcatcher. Reviews are very welcome and help the show succeed. We actually had, I think last month was our most successful month to date. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. Everyone that's been listening, thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, the support's great. Right. We and love it was it. like a short month a little yeah. bit. So uh, you can follow us at, on Twitter at, at cooperativespod and on Facebook at facebook.com slash cooperativespod. If there's a particular game that you think we should play and discuss, please don't hesitate to send us an email. You can email us at cooperativespod at gmail.com or leave us a message on our social media. Yeah, and I feel like uh, we should definitely mention the Cooperatives Podcast is a part of the Versus the Universe Network. We have a bunch of other cool shows like Digital Dumpster Diving, Panels on Channels, Fairest in the Land, and uh, we've got a few video game ones coming up that like are in development. Yeah. I'm very excited about. But uh, Versus the Universe is a Chicago-based performance collective that produces live shows, podcasts, music videos, all these sorts of cool things that happen, and they happen because of you. If you'd like to contribute to Versus the Universe and help us keep going, you can go to patreon.com slash versus the universe. And if you got a buck, you can donate us a dollar or two a month. We would very much appreciate it. That's V.S. The v. Universe. V.S. The Universe. Uh, but yeah, we'd appreciate your support. We'd love you for it. I will give you a hug digitally. A digital hug. A digi-hug. They'll be like, digi-hug? And I said, no, digital hug. Make it stop. Okay. Uh, anyway, all links are in the show notes. Thank you to Versus the Universe for, uh, for hosting us. Yes, thanks. And uh, hey, Liz. Why don't you get back to playing Horizon? I'm going to get back to playing Zelda. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. All right. Hey, Liz, thank you so much for doing this episode with me. Thank you for doing this with me. All right, let's Cheers. go back and play some video games. Yes. Love you. Bye. Bye.